If you look at the tech standpoint, for instance,、uh, we believe that as of today, there are two choices: either centralized exchanges or decentralized exchanges. And a lot of people are talking about the hype behind DeFi, so the, the decentralized network with many upcoming projects. As of us, Swissborg, we believe that decentralization is still a very difficult challenge. It's an uphill battle when it comes to liquidity, when it comes to user experience. Cross-chain transactions are still very limited. If you have a Dex, it will focus only on Ethereum projects. If you have the other one, it will focus only on EOS projects. So Swissborg is all about bridging the best of on-chain and off-chain. Solutions, so on on chain for, for example, voting and everything that needs transparency and not necessarily speed and scalability, and then、uh, off chain for trading or investing because people want instant transactions. They want to see their funds move immediately or instantly. They want transparency, and they want transparency as well. Yes. So、uh, we believe at Swissborg, it's not about DeFi or decentralized networks. It's not about centralized networks. It's always finding the balance for the best of both worlds. Yeah. I'm going to be awkward and say <laughs>、sure. this, we are we are in a situation where nobody knows what's going to succeed, what's going to work. It's very true. It's very true. And I think one of the biggest challenges we have as of today is people do not believe in tokens or coins. They believe it's just like buying thin air. It doesn't have backing by regulatory frameworks, and it's not equity. It's not under a law supervision. So everyone believes that this whole cryptocurrency economy is just pure speculation. Would you agree, or would you argue that it's not? I would argue that there are projects that have tokens with real value. So, for example, like we had Bitcoin, then we had altcoins, alternative to Bitcoin projects, and those are. Purely based on network adapt- adoption, and do not have immediate value or intrinsic value.、Um, it's just based on multipliers on how the network grows. But as of today, there are some tokens called utility tokens, which are very different from altcoins, that have real utility. So, for instance, if you stake these tokens, you will get real interest back, or if you stake these tokens, you'll get discounts. So those discounts, you will see them in real time. You do not need to speculate on the future of a network. And I believe, as of today, people really need to understand utility tokens and how they differ from altcoins, which could be like investing in thin air or just pure speculation. Well, I'm going to say I'm not quite old enough to remember the tulip mania in the Netherlands in the 17th century, but there are reminiscent、uh, signs in some of the froth around cryptocurrencies of the the bubbles of the past, of which that obviously is a famous one. So. How do we persuade a larger audience that this is something they should get involved in, whether that's a, a corporate audience or in, indeed a retail audience? That's a beautiful question, and I think in terms of Bitcoin itself, having、uh, more than a decade of experience and experiencing more than four drops, where tr- retraced over seventy percent, as you know, of course, in the real traditional markets, if something goes down seventy percent, it's dead; it will never come back. Uh, well, they'll end up going bankrupt, filing for bankruptcy. People will buy them out, or something will happen in, along those lines. But Bitcoin retraced seventy percent, over seventy percent, more than four times over the, the span of twelve years, almost now. So it's really yes, there were bubbles, without a doubt. But that means I am I am unlikely to adopt it as a medium of exchange because I'm not going to know what it's going to be worth in six months, twelve months, eighteen months time. That's a really good point. And as a medium of exchange, Bitcoin doesn't really fulfill that criteria as of today. As a medium, if we look at it from as a medium of exchange on a peer-to-peer level, so borderless money, instant transactions that cost you know less than a dollar. 
Uh, it is a very efficient medium of exchange on a peer-to-peer level. But for paying things and buying things at supermarket or Starbucks coffee, as people desire, we're still far from achieving that criteria. So what happens over the course of the next 12 months? What are the developments you're expecting to see? I think the most exciting developments will be people proving that tokens have a real economy. Because a lot of people became Bitcoin maximalists. They're all like, it's Bitcoin or nothing. And the entire market moves in tandem with Bitcoin. It really, it's the big mother boat that just pulls all the other yachts. And now it's starting to create uh, actual subclasses or sub-asset classes. And other people realize that, bit, that blockchain is also used for, for data protection, conserving our data. Well, blockchain is not Bitcoin. It is, it is a, a, a protocol. Bitcoin is just a use of it. Yes, exactly. So Bitcoin is crypto. It's basically, like you said, it's a database that's encrypted and, and used on, on a blockchain. Exactly. But yeah, I think people will realize that this is not just about Bitcoin. And just like the dot-com bubble, you know, 1% will, will, will emerge and they will be very, very successful like we saw with the FANG stocks or we saw with eBay. So um, I'm really looking forward to the cryptocurrency to proving itself to be not just Bitcoin, but having asset classes and sub-asset classes. Is there not, however, a threat to uh, cryptocurrencies in the way that you describe them from the governments and the regulators because they are concerned over a loss of control over stores of value and that's what we're talking about because the money in my pocket whether it's in in the form of a debit card a credit card or cash is just a store of value there is no intrinsic worth in my plastic card there is no intrinsic worth in my paper money or even my plastic money there is no intrinsic worth in a bitcoin as such but it is a store of value, and it's a store of value that authorities do not control. And we saw some of that with the backlash against the launch of Libra. So how much of a threat is that, do you think? I think you hit the nail on the head. When it comes to intrinsic uh, worth or value, I think there are multiple definitions to define what truly is intrinsic value. But if we believe in software, if we believe that software has value, then Bitcoin has value. And, and for those reasons, as we know today, the biggest companies in the world are not hardware, they're software. Even Apple declares himself as a software company. So the intrinsic value definition to me is a bit needs to be updated because this is not just physical tangible stuff the the world is becoming uh, software based uh, and data based which is also mainly supported by software but when it comes to Libra as you were mentioning I think that will push regulators because as of today a 200-300 billion market cap is peanuts like the countries like the UK or the US they'll talk about it or the FCA will talk about it they still talk about it but they really couldn't care less because it's so tiny but a company like Facebook um, trying to get involved into this that will push the regulators off their seat and really get them to think okay now this is starting to threaten us should we take uh, measures and sanctioning or should we regulate should we make it legal etc etc so next year because of Libra as you've been saying that's really where we'll probably see countries making a a hard stance or strong stance on this phenomenon the the positive side of that from the industry point of view though is that if they do it does lend credibility it does lend credence to the whole idea and will give a lot of aid and comfort to people who are thinking about dipping their toe into the cryptocurrency ocean. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, there's some hardcore um, maximalists who say that, 
oh, code is law, you know, we should just rely on code and that will decide what we should do. But I agree with you. I think that if governments accept it and allow that fiat to crypto gateway and allow people to build simple systems to acquire crypto cryptocurrency, that will just accelerate mass adoption. So cutting off fiat to crypto and making it illegal um, will basically just send cryptocurrency to another country. So if the U.S. bans it, China, because of the trade wars, will probably say, okay, come come to China. We will accept, we'll allow you, we'll tax you, make some money off it, and we will take advantage of being, you know, a, a first mover in, in terms of the main developed countries. So yeah, like you're absolutely right when you talk about um, having a stance on regulation. I think we need it just for the average consumer.